Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everybody, and welcome to In the Clinch, the MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. I want to thank you all for listening and uh, make sure to subscribe to whatever feed you're listening to this on uh, and leave us a nice five star review. Helps the website and the, um, and the network keep going. And as well, if you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the Fight Game Media Patreon, patreon.com backslash Fight Game Media. It's just five bucks a month. And uh, you get all kinds of extra bonus content, as well as, again, supporting the network and helping helping us keep it going. So just the price of a cup of coffee. Um, and uh, we got uh, not a not a super huge busy show today, but that's fine because we got a well-deserved weekend coming up where you and I are both are going to enjoy some wrestling. Uh, me live, you on uh, television. And uh, we uh, but we we do have a, a show to look back on and we're going to look ahead at the month of June and uh, got some other stuff, our usuals. So, Ryan, uh, we had <coughs> UFC on ESPN 81 this past weekend, UFC and ESPN plus 81. Um, yes. Mackenzie Dern and uh, Angela Hill. And uh, I don't even know what to say about this card, man. Like it was good. Um, but man, like Apex, I mean, we're just, we sound like a broken drum every time these shows air there, but we're going to keep on it until it stops. And, uh, man, this card, this card was good. I think this card would have been great with fans. Um, you know, especially some of these fights, but, um, I, I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> yeah. I need, yeah. Neither do I, neither do I, uh, we know, uh, Garrett, who, who, yeah. uh, who doesn't watch many of these uh these weekly shows he turned he turned it on and made a comment to comment to us like what are the what are they still doing there and i go like i don't know and they're still planning events there for august september you know it's just it's is it's there so, another so, sport in the world that would do this right now no no like no. i said a million, like i said a million times this is this is the equivalent of of here, let me compare. Well, this NFL, is, yeah. This is the equivalent of the Dallas Cowboys taking their eight-game home schedule and playing half of them at the practice facility. With it's, even at the practice facility, they probably get twenty thousand fans there. No, 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 no. They get like two thousand, even two thousand. Like you know, but yeah, I guess it's the equivalent because the what the 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 main place holds like a hundred. But um, yeah, so yeah, it's actually not a bad analogy. But uh, I. Uh, and the, you know, the whole show, they're they're plugging this boxing pay per view, 
in the same city, you know, like five minutes away, that's going to, you know, have a sold out building with 20,000 people in it. And, you know, probably like a 10, $15 million gate. And here you are at the apex and uh, man, like, um, and the other thing is like, uh, one thing I was thinking about when Garrett mentioned that, I wonder how many people turn on the fights and if they see it's at the apex, they're just like, no, I'm just going to find something else to watch. I'll bet you it's, I bet you it's happening. Yeah, no, it definitely, it definitely happens. I know, I know people who, uh, who are big time UFC fans who don't watch apex shows just cause yeah. they, they, they can't stand watching that environment there, you know, especially if you watch those early, if you're somebody yep. who watches all the fights and you're watching basically the, the prelims, like there is no noise for anything going no, on. It got a little, yeah, it got a little louder at the end. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, Dern had her whole family there and, um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Shabazian had a lot of people there too. Cause he, he's a local dude, Yeah, but, um, uh, it, it was, here was, here was a big comment too, that, uh, that Paul Fel- Paul Felder who showed up. Oh yeah. Yep. Who yep. showed up, who showed up late, late to the show. Cause he had a stomach, stomach bug, but they, they were talking about, you know, previous fights and, he fights and he even he even mentioned that uh that uh his exact quotes was they all they're all they all run together these days these days you can't tell you know i think it was something something similar similar to that and and yeah they all these ufc events run together you know they kind of blend blend together when you're trying to remember stuff remember stuff because they run so many but especially like someone like him most of the stuff he's calling is in the apex and it's just it's the same shit different week week when they go there when they go there with no fans it's there's no there's no different environment like you can't say that this this event is any different than the show two week coming up in two weeks or the show that happened three weeks ago the you know both that are you know we're at the apex like they just run to get run together and that's a big problem too because you know you uh, you're uh and the way they do this on these cards, you're basically telling people that you don't need to watch these shows by the exactly. by, by yeah. having by having uh, these events keep on going in the apex, which is a shame because you because if you're not watching the show, you're missing some great fights like like the McKenzie Dern Angela Hill fight from the other night. It's a, well, yeah, a it's lot one of great thing finishes that, too. It's one thing to skip the prelims, but when you're you know when you all of a sudden are are looking, okay, it's in the apex. I just don't need to watch this at all. I mean, there's been some quality fights in, you know, headlining the Apex. Now, they're not main event fights on, you know, most other cards, but they're definitely main card fights. And, you know, a lot of times, like, I mean, Dern and Hill would be, you know, like that second from the top on a regular, you know, on a, on a show with fans or, you know, on a main card fight on a pay-per-view probably, or at very least, uh, you know, headlining prelim, um, you know, and some of these other ones, you know, like, you know, like you've got... Carolina Kovalkiewicz, Chase Hooper, um, you know, fighting on, on, you know, on the prelims, you know, in front of no noise, no fans. It's just, it's sad. Um, but, you know, we're just going to keep up because they're greedy pigs. Yep. Uh, and, and the thing is they're greedy. They would make more money being out of there. I just, ugh. Well, we'll, we'll kind of get into some of the financial stuff yeah. later, later, you know, from a, from a John Nash. Who, who yeah. 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 
Uh, but we, you referenced it and we talked about it. Um, we did have the main event and uh, Mackenzie Dern and Angela Hill, they went the distance. Um, it was, it was a, it was a really solid fight. I mean, it was a solid performance by Mackenzie Dern. I, you could have given three of those rounds a 10, eight, um, you could have given the the second I think it was was I gave it to Hill. I mean, you could have given it to Dern. It was real close, but um, that was the only close round. Um, and then yeah, I think I think it was one one three four, and five. Yeah, one three and five or one four and five. One three and five. Three and five. Yeah, they were all. I had them all ten eight. So I had like a really weird scorecard. I think it was like forty nine forty three or something. Um, and uh, yeah, and then one of those rounds was a ten nine. Uh, I guess the fourth, but uh, you know, just, she just dominated. She, she took her down. She kept her down. She was get, landing a lot of strikes. Um, she never came close to finishing her, like not even really with a submission. She had a couple of decent submissions in there. Hill got a couple of submission attempts as well, but I mean, she wasn't going to finish Mackenzie Dern, um, you know, and, and I think Hill tried everything that she could think of. And Dern just was, you know, every time they went to the ground, she just took over as you would expect and on the feet, like her striking is getting better. So really she just had too much, too many tools for, for Angela Hill. And it's a good perform, you know, a, a good effort from Angela Hill, but a really probably the best overall performance that Mackenzie Dern's had in the UFC, I think. Oh yeah. This was definitely her, uh, her best performance. And uh, yeah, I mean, you said that she didn't come close to the finishing her. She almost did in the first with the, after that knockdown. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, she, you, got right. top, she got on yeah. top and was pounding away. And there was a lot of, there yeah. was a lot of close, close, moments there moments there there was a lot of moments where she was landing landing like big elbows and punches at the end of the round but hill would do just enough to survive the mm-hmm. round and it was also because Dern was you know she realized each she realized in both the first and the third third and then the fifth like she was trying for the arm bar late and hill just just whatever she did she she just grabbed a hold of herself and held on tight to keep that arm bar from going on but uh yeah, just like you look at these strike counts in round three, like overall strikes, 70 to three during yeah. overhill round five, 75 to four, just insane, yeah. insane amount of output from McKenzie Dern. And yeah, the best she's ever lo- looked by far. Uh, <laughs> she had a 13, 13 minutes of control time between, between on the feet and on the ground, 247 total strikes landed 126 significant strikes. Just, just, yeah, just, I mean, she, she for, and, uh, you know, we were talking about last week, she's struggled lately and she was very open this week, this week about, you mm-hmm. know, you know, just, she's been struggling in life, you know, going through, going through a very bad divorce and having to deal with all that all that and it's almost like she took everything negative going on in life and just unleashed it all on Angela mm-hmm. Hill and Angela you know unfortunately Angela Hill for Angela Hill she was she was the victim on this night I, I don't I think we would have seen this seen this you know no matter who McKenzie Dern fought but it was also it was also the kind of showing that Dern needed needed mm-hmm. because the whole talk of her being a title contender was starting to fade after losing two or three fights. And now she's just right back in that mix calling for fighting Rose or Yon Zion in or anybody to get her that. Title Rose is a good one. Rose, Rose is, is one. Rose is the fight to make Yeah, because yeah. Rose needs to, Rose needs to be fighting somebody other and not fighting for a title right now. 
right yeah. now. And uh, but and she has a fight in a year. Give here, him a five round, yeah. five round fight main event. You know, I even, mean, even even if Dern's ready to go, put him put him three rounds on that Boston card. So that oh, way yeah. you have a yeah. that way you have a backup in case anything happens to to Waylee or Lemos. And yeah, uh, yeah, no, that's actually that's a really good idea. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, and I mean the presidents there. I mean, you could even do five if you want. Um, you know, yeah, with, well, with with those. They got- I got two title fights on that. If they put it on true. Austin, I want to do that. But yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. East Coast. Yeah, you don't really want to have. Yeah, you don't want those those shows going too late. But yeah, nice, uh, nice, solid performance from Mackenzie Dern. Um, the other thing I want to talk about um, before we do our three stars is um, uh, Edmund Shabazian. Um, we talked about last week um, when we were previewing this card about how Edmund and Mackenzie Dern were kind of like similar. You know, I mean, they had the exact same record coming into this fight. They, they were both 12 and 3, and, and they're both, like, highly tied prospects that had fallen, you know, kind of on hard times and everything. And we saw Mackenzie Dern just, you know, like, just put in, like, like you said, one of the best performances of her career. Edmund Shabazi, I don't know what the hell happened to him, um, but he came out in, in this fight, and he looked great, like, for the first two minutes. And this is, like, the story of him. Like, he just was dominant. I was, like... And Anthony Hernandez, like he just was looked like a punching bag. Like he was just getting leveled. And I, I thought he was gonna I thought Shabazian was gonna finish him like halfway through the first round. Like just the way he was going, his strikes, everything was landing. He was just looking great. And then all of a sudden he just, you know, Anthony Hernandez took over and he beat the beat the will out of Edmund Shabazian by like the middle of the second round. And then, you know, it was finished in the third. But I mean, it, Hernandez just uh, you know, just mowed through him. And I, I don't want to take anything away from Anthony Hernandez because he's talented and we've seen him beat like really good guys and everything. But Edmund Shabazian lost this fight, <laughs> like in my opinion. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. To me, to me, it was to me, and it was very, fairly obvious watching, watching classic case of adrenaline dump, gassing yep. yourself out early. He came out. He came out strong, nearly finished Hernandez. Hernandez early was what was beating him up on the feet, on the feet, and just had that adrenaline dump and gassed himself out quickly in the fir- first because he was tired in the second and really tired in the third, third, and just had nothing left after he couldn't get that finish, finish in the first. And Anthony Hernandez sweathered the storm and just you know he's he's a fantastic ground fighter, ground yeah. fighter, and he's very underrated <sighs> division. That's four in a row. Four in a yeah. row now for him. And- I think it was like the third or fourth longest streak, um, especially when you consider stoppages. Like I, he's right up there with uh, Duplessis and um, um, on Petrosky and um, one other person. They they showed the graphic, but two yeah. straight two straight finishes and uh, four straight wins. Uh, three of them yeah. finishes. So yeah, I mean, and and I mean, it's good for Anthony Hernandez. That you know, yeah. I'm not saying he's going to be a champion or anything, but but that's a division that. Definitely need some fresh, fresh blood in the mm-hmm. contention, and we'll kind of get into that a little bit later too when we get into the new news. But uh, yeah, just it was a big win for Hernandez, and you know I don't think Shabazian is done by any stretch of the me stretch of the means. Uh, just he's just it's just it's just he's got to go back and look at this and see like why why did everything just fall apart after three minutes you know if he if he doesn't like until he puts together like three wins in a row i'm like i'm literally gonna stop like 
caring about him like you know like i because I, I just think like you know what like i mean it's not like again i don't want to sell anthony hernandez short but it's not like like he's doing this against a top five or even a top 10 guy i mean hernandez may be a top 10 middleweight you know he's he won't be ranked there but he he, he may have the talent to be there um but i, I just like I've seen guys get gassed out before and, and he definitely did get gassed out, but it was a little more than that. It was almost like he gave up and um, you know, and, and Hernandez was just made him look silly, you know, like just, just going back and forth with the reversals and on the ground. And he, he was just like toying with them. Like it was, Oh, it, it was, it was bad. Like, I, you know, I, I don't know, but I, yeah, I just, I wanted to talk about that because I, um, you know, I, I was just, I didn't know what I was watching, you know? And, and the funny thing is, is like, I was expecting Hernandez to win this fight, but I, when, when Shabazzian came out strong, I was like, Oh my God, like what got into him? He's looking so good. And then, you know, and I'm like, Oh man, like I, you know, I'm going to lose this bet. And then, uh, and then Hernandez takes over. And then, and then by the end of it, it was like, I can't believe, you know, Shabazzian was even as close as he was in, you know, in, in the way that fight went, but. Um, all right, let's do our uh, our three stars. And you know what? There's a lot of really good performances on this show, so we we should we shouldn't have a hard time picking them. Yeah, you should go first this week. All right, all right. Well, I'm going to go first off with Nat- Nat- Natalia Silva. Uh, uh, early, very early on the card, she uh, she got a great knockout of um, of Victoria Leonardo. Um, she's she's looked real good. Um, you know her record is fifteen five and one. You don't really see that. Like you know, usually when people are starting out in UFC, they have better records than that. But you know, I don't know if she faced tough competition early in her career, or if she just you know was learning the game or whatever. But um, she, that's her what three six ninth straight win and third straight in the UFC, second straight finish. Um, she's kind of coming out of nowhere, and she looked really really good here. Um, there was there was three fights in a row that had like maybe the three best knockouts you're ever going to see in a row um and i'll go with my second star to the first guy of that list and i'll i'll leave the others for you cuz i'll like the way you describe him better uh but uh slava borshev um i'll i'll give to him uh over mahashate um just uh really good performance overall in that fight and uh and then when he smelled blood he just he just finished him and and this was just a straight clean knockout um uh with uh i think it was like uh he hit him first with the with the with the left cross and then he finished him with the right if i'm remembering that one yeah and it was was the third time he dropped yeah 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 just just crazy um, and then the uh, the other one I will go with uh, Gilbert Urbina over Orion Kosky. Um, I didn't see this coming. Gil- Gilbert Urbina, we haven't seen him in a couple of years, and Orion Kosky, uh, you know, he looked look good beating Blood Diamond. Um, and uh, I was kind of expecting a Kosky win, and Urbina uh, got it. He looked freaking shredded. <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, him. Of course, he's the Urbina brothers. Him and uh, he- what Hector and. Uh, uh, who's the other one? Uh, Elias. Yeah, uh, they're 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 all like UFC guys, or they're all an Ultimate Fighter, anyways. But yeah. Hector um, made it to the, Hector made it to the UFC. Elias didn't. So. Correct. Yeah. Right. But yeah, he looked real good here, um, and uh, got the uh, got the second round finish, two fifty five in the second. Uh, nice uh, uh, KO with a with a kick, and just just crumpled Koski, and, and that was it for him. So, NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV. 
which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, yeah, I'll let you pick the next three, including the, uh, the, I'm sure you're going to pick those other two of the three in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we kind of had similar, similar ideas on five of them, but, uh, yeah, first one, um, going Diego Ferreira, him and Michael Johnson, Johnson had a very interesting first round, a lot, a lot of back and forth. And I actually thought Johnson was looking better of it. He was stringing, yeah, me too. Together, stringing together his punches better, landing left hand better. Ferreira, you could tell was loading up, loading up on a lot of his punches. And you saw why in the second round he was loading up a lot of his punches. There was a moment where he landed a head kick, and then he landed a massive right hand right to the jaw, and Johnson was out immediately. Did a scary yeah. back bump. Uh, Ferreira landed a follow up shot that he even said afterwards that like I shouldn't have done that. It's just adrenaline. And Johnson was out cold. This was a absolutely scary knockout. It was very reminiscent of a. Actually, I want to say very recent. It was exactly like yes. when Josh Emmett knocked Michael Johnson out. Like yes, Michael Johnson I, okay, was out cold the same way. Same way, fell even with his feet ways. curled up. Like, yeah, even with yeah. his feet curled up. And uh, they showed Michael Johnson after after uh, he got up, and he's like, "What happened? Yeah. What happened?" And like he got knocked down. And he's like, "No way, no, you know, kind of thing." Which is, which is, I hate kind of seeing fighters in that situation when they first wake up and they're like what happened and they're told and you know because you know it usually takes usually takes them a few minutes to to actually get their bearings and actually come to the realization of what happened but uh yeah like i thought this was out of all these knockouts on the show i thought this one was, was the best one and this one will be yeah. definitely in the running for knockout of the year it was just the crazy. uh the moment after like when he, he he nailed him with that second shot and then the ref stops it and he, he picks him up and he cradles him like yes. a baby Oh my god! Like they and they showed yeah. that like five times. Like yeah. he obviously felt really bad. Yeah, he did. He yeah. did. Yeah. Just absolutely brutal. Uh, second one, Joaquin Buckley, uh, <laughs> over and uh, he uh, he finished Andre Fialo in the second second round. First round was not a whole lot happened. A whole lot happened. Uh, Buckley leg kicks. This is the first time at welterweight, and he looked very good at the weight. And then they picked up the pace in the second round. Fialo was starting to come on and. Buckley was landing some hard, good shots. Then landed a massive head kick that dropped Fialo, and the follow-up shot ended it. And it was, and Buckley went crazy, crazy afterwards, and saying stuff into the camera that he was like, "Oops, I shouldn't have said that." Said <laughs> yeah. that kind of kind of reaction, but uh, yeah, it's an absolutely fantastic knockout from Buckley. And my third star, I'm going Chase Hooper. Just because, yeah, yeah, he looked fantastic. Uh, I mean, uh, he was going up to lightweight for the first time. First time, looked good at the weight. Nick Fiore 
is the kind of guy, kind of the low level guy that Chase Hooper needs to be fighting right now as he gets better. And he just came out just with a relentless pace of volume and just nonstop striking. It was. What did he throw? Did he throw like 400 strikes or something? So I had the stat stats page <laughs> up and I X'd out of it after, okay. after we talked about the Shabazi thing. It was ridiculous, it whatever it was. It was very, to me, it was very similar to a Colby Covington style fight where he's just coming forward constantly with pressure and just constantly throwing and not letting his opponent getting offense. I mean, if you already got him down a couple times, but the funny thing is Hooper was super active on the mat too, rolling for leg locks, landing from the bottom. And it's just a very impressive showing for Chase Hooper, Chase Hooper. And if he keeps progressing like this, he's not going to be, be the washout that we were starting to think that he might end up becoming. It was just, a, it was a great showing for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, there was another fight that this reminded me of, and it was not even that long ago, but I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank trying to figure out which trying to remember which one it was, but it was, it was like a prelim fight, but it was like a prospect kind of deal. And it was like this, whatever, like where he was just like, just like you said, I think you use the word relentless, which I would agree with, like where he just, just nonstop, like peppering him and, and nothing looked like super, you know, like not, not, no individual shot looked like they were doing a ton of damage, but by the end of the fight, like Fiore looked like he'd been in a car accident, like, yeah. you know, and, and Chase Hooper was just like, yeah, I could go another 10 minutes, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, just really, really strong. And, and he, Hooper's always been more of a grappling submission guy. And now that he's got the striking, like he may actually realize this potential that, you know, he's still one of the youngest guys in the division. Uh, at like 23, I think, or 25. I don't know. Um, he's 23, he, yeah. 20, Jesus. <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah, he's, his future's pretty bright for this dude. Um, and uh, so yeah, no, good choices. And uh, I guess take us through the rest of the card. Only 12 fights. So Yeah, yeah. Started off with a uh, welterweight fight. Thimba Grimbo, uh, unanimous decision for Takashi Sato. 30-27 across the board. That was another fight where it was a lot of pressure from Grimbo. And wearing down Sato with uh, pressure in the clinch, pressure on the mat, mat, and a very good showing for Garimbo going that full fifteen minutes because he said he had the flu all week and and you know he was worried about his conditioning, but he made it through the fifteen minutes and it looks solid here, solid here. Then we had the flyweight fight you talked about. Natalia Silva uh, finished Victoria Leonardo in the first round with a head kick and some punches. Uh, fantastic show for Silva. Silva, she's got. Major potential in that division. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Chase Hooper, a unanimous decision of Nick Fiore we just talked about. Then we had our heavyweight Apex special, Rodrigo oh Nascimento. Gosh. Split decision over Iller Latifi, 29-28 twice for uh, Nascimento. Uh, n- nothing really to talk about there. Uh, then we had uh, Gilbert Urbina uh, finishing Ryan Koske in the second round that you talked about. Koske missed weight. Uh Wait for it. So yeah, and then uh, another fight where where the uh, losing fire missed weight. Carolina Kovalkevich uh, unanimous decision over Vanessa Demopoulos, thirty twenty seven across the board. Uh, Kovalkevich she looked fantastic on the feet. It mm-hmm. was just a lot of a lot of volume on the feet, and Demopoulos could not get the fight to the mat, and that was the that was the big key difference in it. And, uh, and they closed out the prelims was a uh, Slava Borshev second round TK over Mahesh Tate. Uh, very good show for Borshev. Then the main card, Diego Ferreira, 
second round knockout over Michael Johnson. Brutal knockout. If you missed it, go back and see this. In fact, watch these three fights in a row, and you'll see some pretty, pretty incredible finishes. And then uh, Joaquin Buckley, second round TKO head kick over Andre Fialo. Then we had a, a catchweight fight, Lupe Godinez, unanimous decision over Emily Ducote. Uh, it was a good fight, good fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godinez, just just uh, lots of volume and lots of combos on the feet was the difference. And then Anthony Hernandez, third-round TKO over Edmund Shabazian. And then main event, Mackenzie Dern, unanimous decision over Angela Hill. Uh, they only gave out the standard uh, four performance bonuses. Mackenzie Dern and Angela Hill got the fight of the night. Uh, Diego Ferreira and Slava Borshev got the 50,000K bonuses. So poor Natalia Silva and uh, Joaquin Buckley didn't didn't kind of got jobbed out. And I thought they deserved bonuses, but um, we've we've banged that drum lots uh yep. nothing nothing's gonna change um no gate um no attendance because it was at the apex um and of course we got a week off but then they'll be back in two weeks uh with uh the uh is that back at the apex with the car france and albazi fight yes yes yeah with uh yeah uh kind of your typical apex card but uh Freaking Jim Miller fighting again. Yeah. Uh, so three, we got that to look forward to. Three of their next, three of their, uh, two of their next three cards at the Apex. Good lord! A couple, three, uh, of the, three of the next five. Yeah, couple OGs on on the next card with uh, Andre Arlovski as well. Yeah. And actually, this is I'm, I'm looking forward to this card. Sexy Mexi's on the card. Tim Elliott, Bruce Leroy. Oh my god! We'll we'll talk more about that next week. Um, I got I got a double or nothing in Las Vegas coming up this weekend uh, that will be occupying my attention. But there is some MMA going on this weekend, um, including uh, the road to the UFC on uh, UFC Fight Pass. Uh, are they do they got a show out over in that end end of the world? I guess they must. Well, are they going to do maybe something when they go to Sydney or? Um, Oh, uh, I'll talk about time? it. I'll, I'll talk about it in, in the news section. In the news, okay. New, se- new section because this is just something I learned about ten minutes before we started recording. Okay, so, all right. So well, we'll we'll, we'll get into that in a bit. But there are two Road to the UFC shows airing back to back on Saturday morning on UFC Fight Pass from China. Um, you know, these are people competing to earn a UFC contract. Um, there's also another show from China. Right, Aaron, right in between them, it looks like uh, JCK Fight Night. So I don't know what the hell that is. Never heard of it, but um, I guess they got their stuff over there. They might as well do do another show. Uh, we got UWC forty four from Tijuana on a Friday evening on UFC Fight Pass. No LFA this weekend. Um, yeah, there is. Oh yeah, sorry. On Saturday in Brazil. Okay, sorry. Yeah, they're there's... usually Friday nights. That's why I didn't notice. Yeah, there, yeah, there's a lot of shows on Saturday. A lot of yeah. You LC one fifty nine. Uh, and then, Brazil, uh, Uri Faber's A1 Combat also on UFC Fight Pass. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was just looking to see if there's anyone on this card I recognized, but there is not on the uh, LFA card. Uh, oh, yeah. Uri Faber's Combat 11. And uh, what do we? Oh, and, and more Road to the UFC on Sunday. Uh, Sunday morning, uh, 6 a.m. and 8, 8 a.m. Two more back to back cards on Sunday. So, lot of stuff on UFC Fight Pass this weekend. And there's, you know, your standard fight shows and, you know, internet pay-per-view, YouTube and all that stuff. Octagon 45, probably the biggest YouTube one airing this weekend. So, yeah, lots of stuff if you uh, absolutely need to watch some MMA this weekend. But 
we will be taking the weekend off at MMA for the most part. Although you're you're a degenerate. You'll watch the road to the UFC at some point, probably, right? Yeah. Did I lose Ryan? Yeah. Oh, there you are. For some reason I dropped you. I don't know why. Uh, there was something um, going on. There was something going on on my computer. Uh, oh, on my okay. computer. I was trying to load up the Uriah Faber card, and it froze. Oh. My computer froze and knocked me backstage. Backstage, but uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I called you. Uh, I called you a degenerate. I don't. <laughs> what? Well. You'll you'll probably do some research if we ever get around yeah. if they if they end up fighting in the UFC at some point because you're a good reporter. Um, all right, what do we got next? Uh, oh yeah, the question of the week. So right. I've got the real, weekend. Real, 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 real quick. If there's any audio issues, issues tapology.com was fucking up my computer computer. So there there are people. If you okay, if you have any? Uh, <laughs> I, I just closed to, it. I, I I kept trying to load. Loaded. The same shit happened last week. Last week, when we right before we were trying to record, record. So I think I've learned my lesson not to have that website loaded up while we were. All right. Well, so. I, it works for me, but whenever I try to do two or three tabs, that's usually when I get into trouble. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. I had two or three tabs. So I've got. Um, okay, so I've got the uh, the UFC schedule or the MMA schedule for June coming up. So our question of the week is: What fight in June are you most looking forward to? And, dude. We've done this before. We do this a lot of times, usually when there's like a week off. And I got to tell you, June is not looking great. I mean, I, they're all, there's a lot of good fights. There always is. But this is not the best month of the year in terms of fights. I will tell you that. So uh, usually you let me start, but I'm going to ask you which fight you're looking most forward to. Charles Oliver and Benil Dariush. Okay. Right there in that. That's there. You have two, uh, Yeah, I had two choices for this because. because you, know, you don't think I'm going to pick Nunez and and uh, Aldana, do you? Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think you're going to you're going to pick that one. You would have picked. And you Amanda think Nunez. I'm going to pick Josh? You would have picked. You would have picked Amanda Nunez, but I'm not going to pick that one either. That was my second choice, but there's several other other fights. You would have picked yeah. Nunez versus Pena. <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> but I will pick another. Yeah, Oliver. But real quick, Oliver Darius, like I've been looking forward to that fight for months since they first started announcing it. I mean, that's a that's a high level fight right there. Charles Oliveira, one of the most exciting fighters in UFC history. But Neil mm-hmm. Darius on this long ass lightweight run, trying to get a title shot, like like that's and and just the matchup, uh, you know, two grappling wizards. Like I'm looking super forward to that fight. I um I you know I I looked well, even some of these minor cards to see if there's anything um we've actually got um you know like uh, there's actually an interesting fight on the PFL that I'm 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 interested in believe it or not yeah. Clay Collard and Stevie Ray because I think Clay Collard's had some decent fights in in uh, PFL and yeah. Bellator has uh, the main event of Vadim Nemkov and Rio Romero I'm, that's not one but. The undercard has Sergio Pettis and Patricio Pitbull. Which yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's a good fight right there too. Yeah, but that's not my pick either. Um, and I mentioned Josh Emmett and Ilya Tapuria. I almost went with that, uh, but then I looked a little deeper on this UFC 289 card, and I found my fight. And I okay. wish it was five rounds, 
and it's Dan Ige and Nate Landwehr. <laughs> that fight is going to be insane. Um, and I can't wait. Um, I may just shut the show off after that, except Mike Malott's fighting uh, right after. So I can't not, I can't miss a Mike Malott fight. And then you have all, Oliver Darius. I know. I'm just kidding. I love that food too. I would have picked Oliver Darius if I, if I went first. And also if uh, I had remembered to, cause I will tell you when I looked at the schedule, I just looked at UFC 289 and I'm like, <laughs> Nunez Aldana next. Like I didn't even bother pulling up the card. That's how disgusted I am by that main event. But yeah, it's a good card. Yeah, Kakira France. I'm real Bozzi. That's a good fight. Yeah, yeah. Vittori Cannonier is kind of intriguing, in my opinion. Could be good. Could be good. Good. Yeah. And and then Emmett Emmett Tapuria is a fantastic fight right there. So oh, anything decent on that undercard? I haven't. I didn't. Of of which one? Uh, the Emmett Tapuria. You got man, uh, Amanda he- Amanda Hebas against Macy Barber, Brendan yeah. Allen against Bruno Silva. Uh, so, Allen and Silva. Uh, Allen and Silva might be steal the show on one. Yeah, was coming out of nowhere as a as a contender kind of kind of deal. So. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, the, this uh, UFC two eighty nine card actually the undercard is pretty damn good. You know, uh, Khalil Roundtree and Chris Daukas, Miranda Maverick and Jasmine Jadavicious, Chris Curtis and Nasruddin Imovov. Um, pretty solid card, just with a weak main event. But yeah. what can you do? Yeah. Uh, all right, that was a good. Uh, so you know what, the month is a little better than I gave it credit for, but not not much better. Uh, usually we have like. 30 fights that we get picked and here it was maybe 15. Yeah. June, June's got a lot of, a lot of fights and a very, and a bunch of different various. Yeah. PF, PFL's got four shows, I think. Yeah. Um, at I least three. All, I think they're all in Atlanta. <laughs> we got to talk about them. Yeah. Too. We'll talk about PFL in a bit. Um, but are, we have to talk about segments um, and uh, they started the push and they aired a bunch of stuff on, on this show for it. Uh, and it starts what next week? Yeah, um, next next uh next tuesday yeah it'll be the ultimate fighter i guess 32 i want to say um yeah. on espn uh which are back on uh on regular television after being on uh ufc plus and or ufc yeah. fight pass and espn plus for the yeah. last uh, few years but uh conor mcgregor and michael chandler and we got to talk about conor and yeah. uh not the netflix show um yeah. which you know if it's out there now you can check it out it's, it's out there I've, I've i've watched the first episode we're gonna we're gonna both talk watch it, it watch week, it yeah. and talk about it eventually whether it's next week or sometime but i uh, will try to watch it this week yeah. i yeah. did i did watch the first episode and each each uh each episode chronicles a time in connor's life okay his last four fight for i was gonna ask fights. you what what exactly yeah. the like i had no idea what it, it was even about four but. fights like so the okay. first episode is the Habib fight? The second episode is the Cerrone fight. Okay. And the third and fourth episode are the last two Poirier fights. Poirier fights, and of course, this is this is supposed to be a pro McGregor show, but uh, they do a very for. And I want to talk. I'll briefly talk touch on this based on my first episode observation observation. But uh, but you know we see we see the we see the brat the one side of Conor McGregor. McGregor, all the, you know, the, how he acts publicly and, and they, you know, and they show that too. They're not afraid, afraid. They don't hold anything back, hold anything back on that side, but they also show a more human side of a side of them. Uh, mm. You come across, 
you come across, and this is the first episode. So, so his first son had been born, and during this episode, so the daughters were born. He comes across as somebody who wants to be a wants to be a father and wants to be a great father, and 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 just he's just so in love with his kids, kids, oh. and it uh it it didn't shy away from injuries, injuries. Uh, you know there was all those rumors uh that he had a, had a uh, broken toe going into the Habib fight. They showed the injury and when it happened and that it was broke and they covered all that. They weren't shy about any of that. They weren't shy about the bus incident incident okay. and his, his legal issues. And they showed him doing community service, which, which seemed to mostly consist of cleaning churches and how hmm. that kind of, how kind of, you know, being in those churches and seeing those words affected him, you know, He's he's still done a lot of bad stuff, even post post that part of his life. But uh, you know, we also we also it also feels like it comes off. You know, and I'll watch the last three last three. We know here soon. We know how he we know how Connor is. You know, when cameras are on, and maybe when he has a little some substances in him, he's a little bit of a different person. Person, you know, when he when he's sober and with his family. He comes off as a great dude. We know that, you know, everybody, every human being's flawed. So, mm-hmm. so and he has his. So, but uh, even me. But this paints him in a different light. This paints him in a different light, different light. But, um, but yeah. But on the subject of Connor, uh, he did an interview with Ariel Hawani, and he said he's uh, getting back into USADA pool very, very okay. soon. Very soon, USADA confirmed this that they've been in contact with him, and they expect to start receiving samples and right now the timing of of it uh, uh lines up with maybe finding it in november but more so in december which which i kind of felt all along that so it would december, either be the msg show or the year-end show in vegas it'll probably be december in vegas it's okay. december in vegas which is kind of what you know i i was kind of there was a mm-hmm. point at, point where uh, where I was thinking September in Vegas because I usually do September or October in Vegas, but then I started hearing, oh, they were going to this place in September, and they're going to this place in October, and all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, Connor's probably fighting in December, and everything lines up for December. They said that the that the uh, date and location would be announced on the show at some point. I'm gonna guess. Oh, okay. I'm gonna guess probably since it's since we're looking at December and the show's gonna be wrapping up in August, it'll probably be. At the very end of the show, when they announce, yeah, that makes when sense. They announce it, so uh, and that gives you so, yeah. four months to to promote it. Um, yeah, so. And so the and you talk about September, and and they announced this week. I, I don't see in your news. And I don't. Yeah, think we'll go, we can, we, I left out some stuff in the okay. news because I fell asleep. Okay. But, uh, oh, okay. But yeah, because yeah, they're, they're um yeah, and I don't really have anything to add on the Connor thing because I didn't yeah. hear the interview. So um, other than I was going to suggest that yeah, was I look looking like either MSG or. Um, or December, yeah. Uh, but a, but they, lot, they announced some shows, right? Yeah, there's a lot of talk of MSG being John Jones, okay? Because John, if it's John's last fight, and there's a lot of speculation that it could be John's fight, his bucket list thing that is one thing he has not yet done that he wants to do in his career is fight at MSG. So I feel okay, like that makes sense. I feel like that's going to be Jones and with and his Stipe. ticket. With his ticket, you'd want it. You'd want yeah. to maximize the gate. So yeah, so that'll be two big year-end shows right there. 
Yeah, no kidding. Um, which uh, sets them up really well for next year when they go into their negotiation window with uh, yeah. ESPN. Um, and so what says this, um, and again, it's not on your, we'll, we'll get into the news, but the, the one that um, they they announced, because you talked about September, and they announced they're going to, it's Sydney in September, right? Yeah, 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 yeah Sydney, uh, September 10th, our time, September 9th, our time, whatever that Saturday is. Yeah, is yeah. September, September 9th, our time. It's, it's, uh, didn't somebody in their post fight interview, didn't they ask for a fight on that date? And they were, uh, no, Pippi Godini has asked for a fight on September 16th, which is a Saturday. That's also Mexican Independence Day. Oh, okay. That's why she picked that date. Okay. Cause I thought she was asking to go to Australia, but I I guess I had the dates wrong. No, but, uh, yeah, September 9th in Sydney. Uh, it's, it's the first of a, it's a four year deal to have events yeah. in Sydney, three of which are going to be pay-per-view events. And it's the way UFC is doing business. A lot of, a lot of times these days, they, uh, they're getting site fees for, yeah. for their big shows, their big shows and getting paid a bunch of money to, to go to places like Sydney and to Salt Lake city and, uh, New Jersey. And, you know, they're getting, they're getting paid site fees, which is the new, Hey, you know, these places you want UFC so bad. And it's going to be, it's going to bring you a bunch of money to your, to your market. Yep. You know, you need, you got to do business, business with them. So. so when they do these site fees, uh, so there's a difference between site fees and sold shows where yeah. like here with the site fees, they get the gate and they get the site fee. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with the sold show, you just get the flat rate, but it's usually a little higher. Like yeah, when, you, when they go to yeah. like um, you know Yaz Island, you know, and they get the twenty million dollars up front or whatever it is. Um, yeah, but, I think even that's a site fee. Oh, really? So they're yeah. getting the gate there too. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're getting yeah. the gates everywhere they go. And and yeah, and you and uh, now WWE will be doing this more because they're owned by the same company. Um, I mean, it's the way to go. And when yeah. they're when you're as hot as they are, and and the demand is high, you gotta you gotta take advantage of it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of talk about. Uh, about Endeavor possibly selling selling uh, them in package deals. Okay, really? Occasionally, wow. occasionally making a deal with with the city for a Saturday UFC and a Sunday hmm. WWE show. I feel like I suggested that, and you poo pooed me on it when when this whole thing started. Unless I'm remembering wrong. But I, I, wrong. I thought I, I thought that I, I thought I said that it would be a very smart business to sell. Okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe it was the pay per view part that we were saying would never. You were you yeah, were talking I, about bundling pay per views yeah. together, and I, yeah. I go I go like that'll never happen. Just I don't think that'll ever but happen. The site fee thing to me like that always made sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you can because, do like for, like you, WWE went to Puerto Rico, yeah. you know, and you could have done a Puerto Rico UFC on Saturday, and then a and then a WWE on Sunday, or you know, like they don't even. Like it doesn't have to be that. It can be in freaking Sydney, Australia, or yeah, or you know, Salt Lake City, Utah, you know, where wherever. Yeah, I, I poo pooed the idea of the bundle in the pay per views just because there's no there's no real big uh, MMA. WWE crossover these days, so yeah. So yeah, these yeah. these these UFC pay per view buyers, they won't be interested in buying WWE. Well, the 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 incentive, vice versa. Yeah. the incentive would be to get one from yeah. one to sample the other. But yeah, you're you're probably right, and especially yeah. with WWE not even really being on pay per view, it's yeah. yeah, it definitely doesn't make sense right now. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. So you said you had some other news. That items. one. That one. And then uh, August twenty sixth. Yeah. Uh, looks like it's going to be in a. Uh, Shanghai, 
Okay, so Shanghai that'll be Singapore. that's where this Shanghai year. Before I, I heard, I can't remember which one. I and that's heard. that's a fight night, right? Yeah, that'll be a fight night. A fight night, cause, but uh, and yeah. and this will be where this road to the UFC thing is heading. That uh, should be the semis. Okay, you know, so not and the maybe, finals, and maybe, and maybe the fi- they can do another. Maybe show. they do the uh, finals. Maybe if they do a show in in uh, South Korea in the in the winter time. Which they still they they have they want to do that one because they they weren't able to do it last year right yeah 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 uh, earlier this year yeah try to get uh, zombie on there and uh, you know whoever else they can scrounge up yeah um, all right and then uh, we do you want to do the Dana comments on PFL okay uh, real quick on PFL though though before we do the Dana comments uh, they uh, they announced some shows in. Are they applied for licenses for shows in in uh, August in Texas for San oh. Antonio? San Antonio, I guess the uh, that would be I don't know the finals, semifinals, or playoffs Wait, or something. Is it August? Did yeah, you say? yeah, that would be the that would be the first round of the playoffs. Which is funny considering all their uh, their drug test issues they had in in uh, Nevada, and now all of a sudden you're coming to Texas, which. Uh, <laughs> Which it's very easy to get suspended for weed. So, so oh, they wow. have this is the worst commission in the world when it comes to to weed suspensions. So, uh, yeah, they got PFL and they might have more drug testing issues affecting their playoffs later later on. And then they're going to have a lot of it's Texas, so we're going to have some inexperienced judges deciding, you know, the fates of these playoffs. So that's yeah, a who cares very interesting thing. But, yeah. <laughs> But um, on a, but on oh, Dana's... Before, before Dana's comments, we also had a show announced, uh, Bellator, Bellator 298. We, we talked last week about how there's only yeah. two shows coming up. Well, they added a third one in Sioux Falls, which is yeah. not that far from me, um, Friday, August 11th. And uh, the main event is going to be Logan Storley and Brennan Ward. But on the undercard is a fight I booked because uh, I had Aaron Jeffrey on the show uh, last year. And uh, after he had beaten Austin Vanderford, and I suggested that he should fight Dalton Rosta because they're stablemates. And sure enough, here we go. We got Dalton Rosta and Aaron Jeffrey fighting on uh, Bellator 298. So we got that to look forward to. And that should be a hell of a fight, actually. Yeah. Um, and uh, also got Valentin Madovsky and Steve Mowry and Sydney Outlaw and Islam Mamadev on that card. So, um, But, yeah, that is coming up on Friday, August 11th. So, sorry. Now go to your Dana comments on PFL. Uh, his basic, basically, I'm going to basically summarize this. Uh, Dana was doing his post-fight scrum on Saturday night, and he shouted out loud that uh, that uh, PFL was going to be be the ones buying Bellator, uh, claiming that they're getting 280 million dollars from from the Middle East to buy Bellator, and that's what Dana was claiming. And uh, he, Dana made the funny comment of. Uh, you uh, you have a company that that can't tell sit can't sell tickets can't get ratings on TV is getting canceled by their by their TV provider buying another company that can't sell tickets can't get anybody to watch your shows and is getting canceled by their TV provider so it's kind of funny funny <laughs> that he said the said that because that's kind of true in both both cases i've heard pfl is done on espn after this year which is part of the reason why francis isn't fighting this year because something about possible exclusivity on his fights on the zone uh, well that was other news that 
like I guess we we talked about it last week, but it wasn't official yet. So yeah. the, right after we recorded, I mean, yeah. we kind of took credit. We for talked a lot about it, but... about Francis's thing. And, yeah, and what it joke. came out. And and honestly, whenever like you actually look at the two offers and what they were, uh, the UFC offer trumpeted, blew it Trump, away, blew, blew away the PFL offer. The only thing that the PFL offer had that UFC couldn't match was the boxing thing. Francis ain't gonna box. Well, and oh, and then he also gets to be the uh, president of of PFL Africa, which doesn't which, exist. Which doesn't exist, and supposedly will never exist. Right, even if it It'll does, I mean, what is uh, it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, PFL definitely did not give all their fighters health insurance. Nope. Uh, Francis, what maybe he got a useless seat on the seat on the board. I mean, PFL is hemorrhaging money. The the original investors are talking about how how these new owners have not paid them anything, anything yet. They keep getting they keep getting people to invest in the company, but there's been no payouts ever given to anybody, including the old owner ownership group. So this this PFL definitely feels like a money laundering company at this point. Much like one, and as far as PFL buying Bellator, I have heard that that's not true. Oh, okay. True. So, so, uh, and and yeah. you, yeah, yeah I've heard yeah. PFL, PFL, and one are not the buyers of Bellator. Okay. I have a pretty good idea that it might be Anthem Entertainment. Okay. So, so I can't, I don't have that confirmed or anything, but it's just tea leaves kind of situation. Well, you know what? Points me in that in that direction. That, they're a perfect fit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, but um, the uh, the guy that owns Anthem, uh, there's a joke in uh, in uh, he's a self-made millionaire. Unfortunately, he started yeah. as a billionaire. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. And, then, and then yeah, so the, there's that. That's basically you know Dana. Dana, he doesn't really ever. He did say some bad stuff about PFL or kind of trashed like the fact that they don't make any money and they don't and nobody goes to their shows and nobody watches. Which are all kind of true statements. <laughs> true statements. Yeah. He's not. But uh, I mean, he says yeah. he says they've always we've always had a good relationship. Ship with them. The relationship was a lot better when Ali was still the matchmaker at PFL. But uh, because they could be like, we want this guy from there, and that would happen. So P- uh, to be fair, Bellator does. <laughs> you know, they do they do decent uh, crowds for some of their shows. They but... do decent crowds for some of their shows. It's just. Nobody watches them. Yeah. No, and and I don't even know. Like you never hear Gates, so I don't hear, think I don't yeah. think they're making money. Yeah, the, and definitely for what the, they're they're not making money considering what they pay fighters, and the same with PFL, PFL, which we'll get into about the UFC real quick. But but these companies aren't generating the revenue that the UFC UFC does does. So they're definitely running in the red, red. Yeah. So you you said so it sounds like you got some news about from John Nash and UFC Financials that wasn't yeah. on a rundown. Okay, yeah, I was on a rundown. It kind kind of came came to me came to sure. me, uh, and I was reading it up. So uh, so yeah, if uh, you're not part of the Bloody Elbow Substack, John Nash, uh, his Twitter account is Hey Not the Face, but uh, he always has he always keeps track of UFC Financials and follows the lawsuits. And everything. Well, anyway, he had he got the some of the UFC financials from this past year, twenty twenty two. UFC generated one point one four billion 
in revenue in 2022. It was that was up from 1.032 billion in 2021. Uh, for profits, they profited 387 million in 2022, which is up up 115 million. It's up from 272 million in 2021. And here's the interesting thing: fighter pay went down from 178 million to 144 million, which is 13 percent of the revenue is going to fighter pay. Fighter and it pay. used to be, yeah, it used to be between 17 and 20. Yeah. Now it's 13. Now it's 13. Like their profits almost triple the fighter pay. Like, like, the, like if there was ever any proof that they are paying fighters less than ever and as little as possible, like these, these numbers are your, are your proof. And I will say that for, I know we have wrestling fans on this network as well. And for people that think, oh, WWE is going to sign a billion dollar TV deal, uh, you know, annually, which they very well could. And, oh, it's going to all go back to the wrestlers and they're all going to get raises and blah, blah, blah. Take a look at this. And if you think that WWE wrestlers are going to reap in the benefits of whatever this new TV deal is, think again. Not, not with Endeavor as owners. No, they, may have, no. they may have if it stayed under under McMahon control. Yeah, but, yeah I mean, they're still going to keep most or, of it. Or it, went to, or it went to somewhere else. Somewhere else but, but Endeavor knows how to maximize profits, maximize yeah. revenue while keeping expenses and costs low. They'll, they'll take care it. of the guys at the tippy top. But yeah. yeah, they know how to cut, and uh, you know, and and, yeah. and 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 you know, and it's these guys I, in the middle that yeah. they just yeah. I see, I see WWE their their uh, talent cost probably being around fifteen to seventeen percent. Yeah, if uh, that might be high, yeah, that might honestly. be high. Yeah, I, I think I think that that I think that's like that. It's hard to and say because they the one thing is they do have a stronger competitor than UFC does. So they do, and, yeah. and and all their top guys are are on yearly. And you know some of this yeah. like some of this when you look at twenty twenty two fighter costs going down. Well, John Jones and yeah Connor Connor McGregor didn't fight in twenty twenty two. Yeah, so. and and or uh, Francis right? He just fought the one time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he fought early twenty twenty two, but he didn't make yeah. that much money. No, and and that's the other thing. Like you look at what they did with Francis, and right there, that tells you, you yeah. know, they'll, if they'll play hardball with a guy that, you know, might be the, you know, he's definitely top ten guy for them in terms of a draw, and maybe even top five, um, and they're willing to let him go, um, because over money when they're making record profits, um, you know, that tells you yeah. pretty much all you need to know. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it said fighter pay went from. 178 to 44 so that's what 34 million dollars yeah it's a decline of 20 percent yeah but that's that's two Connor fights right there yeah but that they i mean they went down 20 percent yeah they did um, good yeah it, it is bad it is yeah it is bad, bad. and just, but the thing is just, okay just every year as revenue and profits go up and these fighter pay is going down it's not a good look if if let's say connor did fight twice and that pay went up their their profits would have been even higher. Their profits because, would be higher, and their revenue would be higher too. Yeah, because they would, you know, they're they're yeah, they're paying Connor well, but they're making money off Connor too. Yeah. <laughs> so and yeah, Jones no. and Jones, yeah. Whereas AEW is probably what 30, 40 percent. Uh, for, for it may, it may be over fifty right now, but I, I would imagine if, no. If, yeah. If, if they come, if they 
if and when they sign all their new when their new when. deals deal when they sign all their new deals because because yeah. yeah they haven't announced anything but we know they're signing they know we know they're signing new deals we know they got a new deal for a new tv show we know they're going to be yep. getting a new deal new deal within a year year for their for dynamite and rampage and we know a streaming deals is coming so when those deals are signed yep. and signed and when they get the money that we're all expect expecting it'll be yeah it'll, it'll probably be, probably be closer probably, to 40 yeah probably close to 40 which which is still which is fantastic for for yeah. wrestling talent there yeah yeah and, and bellator is probably like about 120 yeah, uh, <laughs> probably so <laughs> yeah all right yeah, we P- got it pfl might be 150 i don't know how i don't know how they're able to pay pay seven million dollars at the end of the year to fighters when they i think it's that. infinity um yeah. whatever that is when i don't even uh, think they generate that much in revenue no um all right if that's it for the news we got a ton of fight announcements ton of fight announcements yes uh let me pull them up real quick okay i got them okay for uh yeah ufc fight night on the next show june 3rd we had a we had a change of fights which maybe to me you know this is a much better fight but jim miller is now fighting jared good jared gordon i put i put jared good in but it's jared i was gonna gordon. say that's the guy that fought connor right <laughs> yeah no or not Connor, a Patty. Patty, Jared Gordon. Yeah, he's got yeah, yeah. fought Patty. Yeah, Patty. Yeah, yeah. Him and him and Jim Miller against Jared Gordon. Jared Gooden's a welterweight. But, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a good fight right there. Uh, UFC Fight Night on uh, June seventeenth. Pat Sabatini against Lucas Almeida and Zaga Zumagulov against Felipe Bunes. Whatever. And uh, here's another interesting fight: the UFC Fight Night, June twenty fourth, there in Jacksonville. Uh, Jack Jenkins, Australian fighter who got over big on the last Australia show. Show yeah. he's fighting Jamal Emmers. Um, UFC oh, Fight Night, June first. Uh, Kevin Lee's return to the UFC was announced. He's fighting Renat Fakratinov. Dinov, yeah, one of those, one of those, uh, uh, you know, Dagestan wrestlers yeah. who's very dangerous. Also, Vince Pichel against Benoit Saint Denis. Uh, UFC 290 on uh, July eight. You know, international fight like Jimmy Crude against Alonzo Minifield. It's a very good fight right there. So those those three guys, you got three fighters right there that we better hope win and win fast so they can get on that Sydney show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, USC fight night, July fifteenth. Nothing major there. Okay, so here's the big one. Here's the big one. USC yeah. two ninety one. Uh, USC two ninety one. Salt Lake City, July 29th. They have they have announced the uh, the main card and the big two prelims. So the main event is uh, Dustin Poirier against Justin Gaethje, and they're bringing back the BMF title for that fight. <laughs> which, what, what's chuckling out about that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 feels it feels. Uh, it I mean, feels it's you thing. know what? It's a perfect like that's the perfect title for this fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, will I mean, say you could you could give it to like you could have made like most violent. I mean, everybody goes like BF, BMF. Yes, it's a gimmick title. The reason it still exists is to fill the obligations of their ESPN Plus pay per view contract, where, where, uh, where, where uh, they have to have a title fight headlining a card unless Connor's headlining or in special exceptions where they've made where it's been a pay per view card headlined by Diaz or Masvidal. 
If you sure. if you asked if you asked five of your of your friends who you know are close MMA fans, and I asked five of my friends that are close MMA fans, and I asked you to pick ten fighters that you would want in a BMF division, I guarantee you, all twelve of us would have these two guys on our list. Yeah, it's two of the most exciting fighters in UFC yeah, history. Like the, these history. two are and it, personify re- the BMF title. Yeah, it's it's yeah. great. It's a rematch of a classic fight. Yeah, and it's five rounds and. It's headlining a pay-per-view, and it's two of the most well-liked fighters in in the sport. It's like, like it's a fantastic main event. Is like a low <laughs> the lowest bar here. We could uh, we're, we're going for fight of the we're going for Hall of Fame fight. That's, yeah. that's we're going for, and honestly, putting that BMF title if if they actually do a gimmick where that's going to be defended, defended, that could be their biggest drawing belt. That could be just <laughs> something just just doing it in all kinds of like. Like, you know, Poirier, like he wants to fight at 170, gets Nate Diaz coming back. Fuck it. Who cares? Who cares? Max Holloway know? comes up and fights at 155, you know, and yeah. and, and he goes against uh, – at this – like this is every year at MFG they have a fight that should have been for the BMF title. Like, you know, and this is a fight that, you know, looks like a fight that would have been on second from the top on the MSG card. But Imagine, imagine you know, a crazy scenario – where Conor McGregor comes back and he wants to go after that title and he's floated the idea of fighting at 185 five. He wins that BMF title and decides he wants to fight at 185 Nick. and he no, and he wants to fight Adesanya at 185 for the BMF. Oh my title. god. Like that would be that might be like I know this is just like crazy talking out loud kind of shit. But if the scenario ever happened where Conor McGregor and Israel Adesanya fought at 185 pounds for the BMF title, that might be the big end up being the biggest fight in UFC history. Like, well, what was the, I mean? Really, the the one that was before it's it's still Conor and is it Conor Khabib or Conor Nate? That's the biggest. What, the, Conor Khabib is the biggest of all time. Okay, I mean that. I mean that was for a real title, but Conor Nate could have been for the BMF. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, and, uh, and, and Connor and, uh, yeah, I mean, any Connor fight. But yeah, so yeah, this honestly, is wild. This is, this honestly, is great. Like having, having this title and if they make it an active title that gets, gets defended, like it could be their biggest drawing title. Like you said. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think it'd be great. Just because it's going to be, it's just going to be fighters who are, who are just action fighters giving you great fights. who are going to be fighting for that title. They ain't going to, they ain't going to give a title, give a shot at that title to the freaking, you know. You know, Some, sorry, who? Yeah, I, I, I don't even want to. I don't even want to trash anybody. No, because you know what? All the guys on the top of that one fifty five, one seventy, like they're all yeah. like, you yeah. know, even Colby. You know, like he's kind of a boring fighter sometimes, yeah. but um, yeah. you know, like that that would be great. Yeah, you're not gonna put yeah. Stephen Thompson in this. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but back to UFC two ninety one. So we got the main event, co main event, two hundred five pounds. Jan Blakovich against Alex Pereira. <laughs> that's wow, a, that's a fantastic fight. Then we have Paulo Costa's return. He's fighting Ikram Alaskarov. Okay, there was a lot mm. of people questioning this fight because it's Alaskarov. It's only his second UFC fight, and then they look at the uh, July first Sean Strickland's fighting Abus Magomedov, his second UFC fight, and he's in the main event. And here's what I was talking about: about middleweight needs some fresh blood for mm-hmm. Israel Adesanya. So it's time for these guys who have fought Adesanya or haven't quite gotten that shot at him, but have, have faltered like Sean Strickland has. They need to be fighting these lower level guys because that's the only way we're going to get new, new fresh blood. And then, and in the cases of Alex Garov and Magomedov, just 
sink or swim right away, right away in these divisions, these divisions. But uh, yeah, that's a interesting fight right there. Then we have uh, Tony Ferguson against Bobby Green. That's a great matchup. Michael Chiesa yeah. against Kevin Holland. That's a great. That's One of those matchup. guys could fight for the BMF title. Kevin Holland, yeah, that Kevin Holland's right up that alley. Yeah, right up that alley. Then two prelims. Uh, Stephen Thompson against Michelle Pereira. It's a great fight. And here, here's what I find, and here's a fight I find <laughs> hilarious: the fact that they're putting this in in Salt Lake City. It's a uh, Derek Lewis against Marcos Rosario de Lima. That has to be a troll thing. Like, like you're putting two heavyweights like Derek Lewis and Rosario de Lima, both who get tired in regular 15 minute fights at sea level, and you're putting the are you know at at zero elevation, and you're putting them in Salt Lake City. Like they're gonna get tired so. Lewis's quick. balls are gonna get hot. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a troll, but that's just, I, to me, that, that might be feels the, like a fight that's going to get moved at some point. Yeah, that might be the most interesting fight on the card, just because of, you know, you're gonna they're going to gas out. I bet you it gets moved at some point. Like there'll be some main event fallout somewhere, and they'll move this fight and they'll put it in the main event of some show, yeah. you know, somewhere else. I bet, Maybe. but Maybe. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, UFC Fight Night August fifth. That's going to be a show in Nashville. No main event yet, but we got a few few interesting fights here. Dustin Jacoby against Kennedy and Chuck Wu, and uh, Tanner Boaster against Aleska Kamur, and then you have Tatiana Suarez against Verna Jandiroba. That's a really interesting fight. That is. That is. Yeah. And then uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov against Kyler Phillips, and then I'm just going to skip skip uh, <laughs> to UFC 292 Boston Massachusetts. Massachusetts, August 19th. You got your two main events. Uh, Alzheimer's Sterling, Sean O'Malley. That's official for the uh, Bantamweight title. And then uh, Strawweight title, Whaley Zong against Amanda Lemos. So that, uh, you know what? They, they, depending on what they put on that undercard and the way Boston fans usually are, I'm going to go on a limb and say that could end up being like a show of the year kind of yeah. contender. Yeah. Although that 291 card is looking pretty yeah. awesome too. Yeah. Like the, I, we got some I, nice cards coming up in the yeah. summer. I definitely see Cejudo on the 292 card. Yeah. There in Boston, he's already talked about it. I've been campaigning that if he's going to fight in Boston and it, and it's not going to be Marab because Marab just had surgery, but if Cejudo wants to fight in Boston and he's going to be put on that card. Him against Rob Font is the yeah. fight to make. Boston Strong. Yeah, that's the fight to make right there. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and they're if they just put on some local dudes, though that though their crowd will go nuts. They can maybe bring in some Irish fighters. Maybe, um, yeah. maybe Joe. You know, lots of talk of maybe Ian Gary on that show. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe Joe Lozon in a retirement fight. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Oh, another OG going, but yeah, it's about time for him. Yeah. All right. Well, that's yeah. A lot of lot of stuff for this summer coming up, and uh, I got to say those that three week period there uh, in August and uh, and July. And I might be traveling at that time, but I got to find a way to to watch those cards because I think we're going away the last week of July, first week of August. So that that July 29th card, like might have to go try to watch it in a bar or something. Um, but uh, we'll see. That's a long way away, but uh, not that long away. That's uh, two little over two months. Jeez. Two months now, yeah, yeah, yeah. But It'll be here before you know it. Yeah. That's a hell of a card right there. Yeah. Um, and and almost the whole card put together in like one just this week. So, yeah. um, all right. So that is just about going to wrap it up. It was a little bit of a shorter show this week. Uh, actually, most of the shows lately have been around this length, so it's it's 
it's all good. And uh, next week we'll uh, we'll be back and uh, we'll be previewing J- June. We'll probably have some more news and who knows what else. Maybe even talk a bit about my trip. Uh, but uh, Ryan, uh, why don't you uh, get your plugs in? Yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at Ryan J Frederick. Uh, we'll be back in the uh, Wrestling Observer newsletter uh, this week with the uh, full coverage of this past UFC UFC show. And uh, yeah, just enjoy my weekend of not having to cover fights very you know not i appreciate these every once in a while once in a while you know and i you know you know especially everybody... when they come after like eight weeks in a row <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 almost like you know taking a vacation from your job you know it's like okay we yeah can, you know i can have a weekend we just to i can have a weekend just to where i don't have to worry about where i can worry about other stuff you know absolutely so. uh Lakers just got swept for yep. uh, we're we're watching in real time, but uh, yeah, the nuggets are moving on. Um, I, uh, and me, I will be, uh, I will be doing the dynamite show this, uh, tomorrow on, uh, right after AW dynamite. And then, uh, Jeff, my co-host and I will be recording a, a preview of double or nothing with, uh, Garrett Gonzalez. That's going to air this weekend on the, uh, fight game media YouTube channel for his, uh, fight game podcast extra show. So you can check out that on this very free feed as well as the YouTube channel. And then uh, for any of you listening that are uh, going to be in Las Vegas this weekend, come say hi. I'll be there. I'll be there uh, for the F4W convention and hanging out with Brian and Dave and Vinny and all the rest of them and a lot of you listeners. So I'm looking forward to that. It's one of my favorite weekends of the year. Uh, maybe my favorite weekend of the year, honestly. Um, and uh, it's too bad Ryan's not going to be there. One of these years you'll get back out there. But uh, yeah, so for Ryan, I've been Paul, and uh, Ryan, take us home like you always do. I hope everybody enjoyed the show, and I hope everybody has a great week this week. Later.